Welcome to the Essential Artistry Podcast, exploring erotic awakenings and liberated love. I'm your host, Luna Agnea, Essential Arts and Intimacy Facilitator, Relationship Coach, Tantrika, and Artist with a Passion for the Path of Liberation Through Love. In this podcast, you will receive first-hand stories of sacred erotic awakenings, transformational experiences, and love that goes beyond limits. This podcast is here to inspire, educate, and awaken your own sensual artists. Because when you liberate your eros, you liberate your life. Hey everyone, I'm coming at you from... My room at the very end of our Central Arts Retreat in Spain. I've just been teaching for almost a month now and finally finished. So I'm celebrating that uh, because I've been busy running a teacher training and a retreat. I didn't have time to do a podcast. Uh, I was hoping to do one with Sonia. Maybe we still will before we depart ways. But in the meantime, I wanted to share a section from one of my online courses, which is Deep Self-Worship, which is, yeah, probably one of my most favorite courses. Um, It's one that I did multiple rounds of and then recorded really well, and now you can buy it at any time. Uh, Before we used to do it in live group things, but now you can just kind of buy it at any time and have it drip to you week by week. Uh, So I, yeah, this is from the first week, the first module, uh, where we're talking about Tantra and the energy body. And I thought it's relevant for two reasons, because yeah, some of you might be interested in doing that online course and learning about kind of solo Tantra, Neo Tantra, sacred sexuality, and kind of getting a feel for that. And also because we announced our first week long tantric arts retreat in Bali, Uh, So if you're kind of curious and you want to know a little bit more about Tantra and Kundalini in the energy body, then maybe you'll find this interesting. So yeah, enjoy the lesson, the module, and yeah, I hope it inspires you. All right. So we're going to be talking about energy body, Kundalini, and the different elements of Tantra in this talk. So Usually in Tantra, there's actually an initiation process. So that's something that is missing these days um, that a lot of people aren't properly initiated by a guru. Um, but we're finding that, yeah, in this modern day and age with the age of information, the way things are spreading, that that just doesn't um, happen as much. But, you know, there's this usually um, traditionally in Tantra, there'll be some kind of ritual initiation um, for people entering the path, really making that marker stone of like, you know, that I'm stepping into this spiritual path and I'm giving it a go. There'll be, you know, multiple initiation points. Like obviously, you know, there's the first stage when people are first like exploring 
Um, and this is considered the, you know, after the first Shaktipat. So Shaktipat um, is a word that means like, a, you know, a kind of spiritual awakening, Kundalini awakening, something like that. So there's different stages of Shaktipat. Like the first one is when someone first starts um, getting that impulse of like, oh, I, I feel like I, I want to learn more, um, that, you know, I, I want to explore spirituality. Um, and then they start to, yeah, move on to the path to finding a teacher to, um, you know, being inspired to go to some yoga classes or whatever. Then there's other stages of Shaktipat, uh, which are when people start to take their spirituality more seriously, when they first start to feel like the Kundalini life force energy moving through them. Um, and so, yeah, some of these stages would be happening with initiation. Some just happen naturally. So one of the next uh, key parts is around mantras. So mantras can be one of the parts that can feel a little bit like foreign and off-putting for a lot of Westerners as they first start stepping into um, yoga and tantra and stuff like that. Um, I know for me, it felt really kind of weird when I first was doing some traditional tantra classes and doing all these weird mantras. And I didn't really know why. I didn't understand Sanskrit. So it just kind of felt like this strange thing. Um, but mantras can be really powerful. Um, it's, you know, really using the power of vibration, of sound, of repetition can get you into these trance states, get you out of your mind. So um, mantras are often used as a kind of tool for getting us out of our thinking mind and giving us like a bit of an anchor to hold on to as well as that different mantras can like vibrate different frequencies and can have different effects on the body and the psyche. So we're not going to use mantras so much in this course, but we are going to use sound um, and letting out sounds and vibrations from the body um, in a way that doesn't have to be like a specific, um, you know, tantric mantra. Um, I'm going to give you the option in the tantric yoga practice this week if you want to um, do these kind of different chakra um, areas with a mantra or if you want to, um, you know, just not, uh, it's up to you. If it doesn't feel right for you, then don't have to do it. Um, uh, but you know, making sounds is a really powerful part of the practice. Also in Tantra, yantras and mandalas are a really big part. So these are visual representations, um, of mantras, of, uh, deities, of universal energies. Um, uh, people meditate on mantras, um, <laughs> meditate on mandalas. Um, and you know, they have their also purpose in, um, rituals and different things like that. So it's not, again, something that's going to be very big in this course, but it is a key part of Tantra. So Hatha yoga, um, body asana yoga is a part of the tantric path of keeping the physical body fit and aligned. Um, so in the tantric yoga practice this week, we're going to do some asanas. Um, but again, mostly it's not something that is as brought into neo-tantra. Um, yeah, the next part is around Kundalini awakening and working with Kundalini energy. So I'm going to talk more about Kundalini soon. Pranayama. So pranayama is breath work. Um, so using controlled breath um, for 
altered states of consciousness for meditation. Um, so we are going to do a lot of pranayama and breath work in this course. Um, and yeah, the breath is just such a powerful tool. So we'll go way deeper into that too. Uh, so rituals and worship of deities. Uh, so we're going to be doing rituals and the practices and incorporating ritual um, into this course. Uh, we're not going to go so much into the deity worship because again, that's something that, um, especially for Westerners, when we haven't worked with um, deities that much, it's just such a huge topic. It's a whole course in and of itself to start to get to know um, deeper about like what all that symbolism is, the purpose of working with these energies meditation so obviously we're doing meditations in this course meditation is one of the key vital parts of the tantric tradition and philosophy and the view so again this is one of the parts that's really missed in um yeah a lot of the modern neo-tantra scene is just this beautiful philosophy that can really change your life and awaken you into like deeper states of consciousness and compassion and love in your life um so there'll be lots of elements of the tantric philosophy in this course um but again it's not heavily focused on that because yeah people are here more for the sexy energy body practices so yeah, then what is Kundalini? What is sexual energy? All that kind of stuff. So Kundalini is, a lot of people know it as this kind of coiled serpent energy um, that's said to be in the base of the spine. Actually, in the tantric tradition, there are two Kundalinis. There's an upper Kundalini that's um, in the brain, sort of like the pineal gland. Um, and this Kundalini goes down. And then there's the lower Kundalini, which is in the base of the spine, in um, the kind of a perineum sacral area um, and that one goes up and the idea is that you bring the top one down the bottom one up and they meet in the heart and merge and create integration a lot of modern uh, kundalini practices people are just focused all on going up 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 um, up and out and this is part of the problem with a lot of modern um, spirituality is it's really about transcending the body getting up and out of the body and not about like grounding back down into the body. Tantra is really about this integration, about meeting heaven and earth, the, um, you know, the upper divine ethereal realms and then the like animal primal realms and, you know, coming to this place in between um, and is really focused on the heart space. So, yeah, Kundalini is... Um, interestingly really similar when you start like looking at what uh, they were saying in ancient days around what kundalini is and looks like very similar to what we say the vagus nerve is so the vagus nerve is going up through the body and it goes into a lot of the major organs which are also around the chakra points and so the idea um, in the energy body is that there's the left channel and the right channel, um, the Shushumna Nadis, and uh, it's called like the Ida and Pingala. So there's like the sun, the moon, the cool, the hot channel, uh, the masculine, the feminine, as they also sometimes say, so that there's these two channels that kind of wind and meet in the middle um, into a central column of energy. 
And the vagus nerve is actually the, these two nerves um, that kind of move and meet as one. So it's really interesting because, yeah, a lot of what we do in vagus nerve work and vagal toning and a lot of the benefits of um, working with the vagus nerve are the same as what we see with um, working with kundalini and kundalini energy. So, you know, a lot of people are sort of saying now like, yeah, that kundalini and having a kundalini awakening is about gaining control over your nervous system. So your nervous system works automatically and is very impacted by trauma and other things in your life. Um, and, you know, your stress responses, how much relaxation you have, your ability to sleep and relax and rest versus be activated and um, energized. And, you know, it, it controls so much of our well-being, our organ function, our immune system, our sexuality, our mental health, like everything is impacted by our vagus nerve. And when you are able to gain control over the nervous system, then you're able to regulate yourself. You're able to take control over your uh, mental state, over your functions. Um, you're able to be in optimal health, um, have a lot more control over your emotional state, feel more balanced and grounded. And it's this really powerful feeling um, when you're working with Kundalini is, um, yeah, being able to move energy through the body up and down to not just have like blockages or energy that's just like in a certain area, but to be able to like move it through the body and around. So it also, yeah, it tends to link up to the pineal gland, which is why people can have these really psychedelic DMT um, kind of, yeah, transcendent spiritual experiences when they're working with Kundalini, um, that it can kind of awaken this powerful energy in you. You can have, um, yeah, these really interesting spiritual um, experiences through this. And your sexuality is a gateway to your kundalini. Um, so because there's this lower kundalini in the base, um, when you're working with it, with like pelvic squeezes, with conscious um, movement, with breath, with uh, all the kind of stuff we're going to do in this course, then it can really start to like awaken and move this energy. Um, so yeah, a lot of this is still like trying to be understood by science. Um, so I found it interesting, Dr. Joe Dispenza, there's like a lot of work on, um, you know, the energy body and these spiritual experiences. And, you know, he's even been saying that like when you're doing the pelvic squeezes and like the cervical, uh, spine fluids are like pulsing and waving up, uh, through the spinal column and creating electromagnetic pulses that activate the pineal gland, which then sends out, uh, DMT into the brain. Um, so from a scientific perspective, there's like that side of things, um, in the spiritual perspective, it's, you know, that there's this Shakti Kundalini goddess that uncoils and awakens and moves this, um, divine energy and life force through your body and clears away different blockages and gives you insights to the divine. Um, so, you know, there 
there's like this beautiful balance I'm finding and like sort of seeing the biological, more scientific side of like, okay, like what's actually happening in my body. But then also this like trust and surrender to um, something that's beyond what the human mind and science can understand about what might be happening uh, within us and with these energies and when we're having these spiritual experiences. So what is this energy that we're talking about anyway? So there's a lot of different um, types of energy uh, that we can be talking about and focusing on. Um, so the energy body in the tantric sense is actually the emotional body. So when we're talking about the energy body and um, energy, it's more about like the flow of emotions and um, the sensations that come with the emotions and how they move through our body. And in Tantra, we use emotional energy as fuel for the body and fuel for the soul um, and how we can explore the energy of different emotions and different life input and sensations and experiences and just the, the energy of life and all that like comes into life and utilize that um, within us as fuel for living, for expansion, for awareness, for consciousness, all that kind of juicy stuff. There's also obviously like friction energy that comes from, um, you know, some kind of physical movement and that cells start to vibrate, um, more and more and that there's then, yeah, more energy to work with. And yeah, there's just this, um, sexual life force energy as well that we talk about, which is, um, you know, the, the energy that wants to connect, create experience that wants to, uh, be orgasmic, be in pleasure, so there's all different kinds of energy. And when we're talking, yeah, sexual energy, then it's this kind of fusion of it all. There's this um, kind of friction energy that's created when we are self-pleasuring, when we're touching ourselves, when we're doing pelvic squeezes, circling our hips, moving our bodies, then uh, this like physical sensation, this vibration of energy starts to build up. And then what we want to do is be moving that energy through the body. Um, so that it's not just then in our pelvis, but we're allowing that energy to flow through us, to fill us up, to like drink into every cell so that we have more energy and vibrancy in our life. So if we want to be cultivating more sexual energy um, and more energy to use for these um, tantric practices, then we also want to make sure that we're not leaking uh, energy in other areas of our lives. So some people will try all these different practices and they'll be doing all these things to try to move sexual energy and they find that they're not yeah, really experiencing much, not feeling much. And that would be because all their energy is being leaked out in all these different areas of their life. So if there's like no energy there to begin with, then there's nothing for there to move. So that's why it's really important that if we're really wanting to be having these like super, um, energy body experiences or feeling these like multi-orgasmic full body orgasm, energy orgasm kind of things. We need to make sure that our energy is topped up, that there is extra energy within our body for us to move around. 
So there's a lot of different ways that we can leak energy. It can be from like, you know, working, draining, boring jobs, doing, you know, too much um, multitasking and working um, in things that just like drain your energy. It can be eating really shitty, bad food. It can be being in draining relationships where we have like poor boundaries and we're just like, you know, doing things all the time for our other people and never really focusing on ourselves. Um, trauma is a really big energy leak. So having undigested trauma, that's just like blocking you. It's being projected in different areas of your life and it's not being looked at and dealt with like that leaks a lot of energy. Um, there's yeah, like, you know, being really emotionally reactive and not being able to move your energy consciously. Um, yeah, there's a lot of different ways. So we want to make sure uh, that we are taking care of our bodies, that we're giving ourselves enough time to rest, that we're making sure we're um, not just like running away from our emotions, that we're allowing our emotions to move through us. Um, so we're going to have practices in a few weeks um, that are specifically for emotional digestion, which can really help build more energy. Um, and yeah, just looking at things like um, diet, unclear relationships, relationships, you know, are you spending a lot of time and energy on social media that you could be um, cultivating and storing in your body? So yeah, just looking at some ways that you might be leaking um, your energy and I'll send a link to also a beautiful article by one of my teachers um, that's specifically about different energy leaks um, and how to kind of seal them so that we have more energy to work with. So yeah, the energy body is really used to digest emotions and experiences in life. So if you don't have a strong energy body, then you'll find that like just little things will be really overwhelming you. You'll get stressed really easy. You'll get shut down, emotionally reactive. Like, um, you know, it, it's just like, all input can be really um, overwhelming or otherwise you just start to numb out and shut down and um, yeah, just feel less. So having a strong energy body and doing practices that like move energy, cultivate energy will help you be able to handle more of life. So, you know, when someone has a super strong energy body, they can be in like a really intense situation and be able to like stay present and grounded and not lose their shit. Um, well, when we don't have such a strong energy body and we're all born without a strong energy body, it's something that like as a child, you don't have, a, um, you know, your own energy body, you have to like grow and cultivate it over time. Um, so it's something that everyone has to work on themselves. Um, and that's what a lot of tantric and yogic practices are really about. It's like, how can I um, be with more of life without it um, negatively impacting me or overwhelming me? And how can I digest my emotions and my experiences in a way that's like really um, good for me? So also when we're talking about um, the energy body, then we start talking about chakras. So there's a lot of also misunderstandings about chakras. There's a lot of different chakra systems out there. So most people um, will be aware of the usual seven chakras, but in different traditions, there was a whole bunch of different types of 
system. So sometimes there was 13, sometimes there was five. Um, so it, it actually really varies. Um, and the idea of chakras isn't that there is some spinning wheel thing inside of you, but there are different points where a lot of um, your kind of fascia, energy, body, um, different channels of nadis and stuff like cross over as well as just like where we feel certain emotions in our body. So, you know, for example, like most people, when they feel love or heartbreak, they feel it in their chest. So, you know, this area is tends to be a place where people feel like, positive and negative emotions around human connection. So then this is known as, you know, the heart chakra and the energy center that's associated with interconnectedness and relationships and love. Um, most people, when they, you know, have their animal instincts and their, um, you know, primal impulses and uh, their intuition and stuff, feel it in their gut, like their gut instinct. Uh, so then that's like, the lower, lower belly, um, sacral area that's then linked to, um, sensuality and primal impulses. Um, and you know, a lot of people experience their higher consciousness stuff like around, you know, their third eye and the crown of their head. So it's really just this, these spaces where, you know, certain emotions somatically live in our body um, and these kind of prime energy centers where we feel and experience certain types of energies. And this is just something in general that people all over the world will say, like, you know, most people don't say, oh, I feel the love and, you know, joy, um, in my lower belly, they say they feel it in their heart. So, you know, that's where the concept of chakras come from. And yeah, as you start to bring more awareness to these areas again and again, and bring your focus and um, bring your attention there, then it starts to really strengthen the connection with that area. So then you can really start to like, drop in and feel, um, a lot more immediately. Like if I want to, um, feel into my love and connection, then I can like bring my awareness there because so many times in meditation and practices, I've brought my awareness there and focused on love. Then, you know, it's created this powerful energy center there where I can just like drop into my heart and feel a sense of connection and love. Um, and, you know, really train yourself to work with these areas. And then when we start to like move energy from one area to another, we can start to like link the emotions and the energy of these different spaces to one another. Um, so it's a really beautiful practice and it's just good for brain training, for building, um, more sensory awareness in different parts of the body. Um, so for really training the somatics of the body. So, yeah, so that's a bit of a rundown of um, the energy body. Okay, so that was the end of the lesson. I hope you found it interesting and maybe learned something. So if you enjoyed that and you'd like a course that has a whole bunch of juicy stuff in it, then you can check out Deep Self Worship. So as I mentioned before, that's from the first module. So first we start with talking about Tantra. There's like an intro to Tantra video. There's that one. Uh, we do a meditation and a Tantric energy body kind of yoga practice the first week. And then we start getting into more sacred sexuality. So first touching on holistic sexuality, 
primal sexuality, emotional alchemy. Uh, what else is in there? There's like uh, sex magic at the end, yin power, uh, sexual self-healing. So there's also a sexual self-healing webinar that I made as like a uh, kind of promo for the course that you can get for pay what you feel on the website as well if you're interested uh yeah so if you like the course check it out and if you want to have the live experience and go really deep into the practices of tantra learn more about the philosophy the psychology the history and do it all in community, then come join us in Bali this September. I'm going to be working with the wonderful Jessica Harvey, who's also yeah known as the tantric scientist, uh, who also is really passionate about Tantra. So we're going to be running this really powerful week-long retreat. So if that sounds like your kind of thing, then we would love to see you there. And you can find the details also in the comments below or on my website thanks for tuning in to this week's episode i hope you've enjoyed it and found it inspiring you can connect with me on instagram youtube facebook and through my website sensualartistry.com and sensualarts.school where you can get some freebies and sign up to my mailing list to stay in touch hope to see you again soon